0: This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. Ninety-eight seven and thirteen thirty KNSS, Wichita's number one talk.
1: Good morning, six o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Now a clear sky and a cool thirty-one degrees. KNSS breaking news: One person is dead after a shooting in South Wichita. Dispatch says the shooting occurred at South Hydraulic and MacArthur Road just after 2 a.m. Police say no arrests have been made and there is no threat to the general public. The shrinking field of Republican presidential hopefuls is preparing to gather on a debate stage for the fourth time this year. The debate at the University of Alabama will be their next meeting before the Iowa caucuses kick off the presidential nominating season next month. Four candidates will be on stage, but frontrunner Donald Trump will not be among them. The former president has skipped all the debates to avoid giving his trailing rivals more attention. In an effort to retain and recruit police officers, the city of Wichita recently reopened the current Fraternal Order of Police contract. Tuesday, the City Council approved bonuses and a pay raise.
2: All certified members of the FOP bargaining unit and supervisory non-representative police positions will receive a one-time $5,000 bonus. Beginning next year, certain classifications within the department will receive a 13.27% salary increase. Wichita FOP President David Inklar thanked the city and council for the work and said addressing the remainder of items from the Jensen Hughes report was important to the FOP.
3: Our goal is not to only resolve these matters, but only take significant strides towards becoming the highest paid police department in the state of Kansas and the premier law enforcement agency within the region.
2: In addition, the amended agreement for next year allows for changes in administrative investigations and grievance procedures. Rodney Price, KNSS News.
1: The bonuses will cost the city an extra $3.4 million this year, while the salary increases next year will cost an additional $6.5 million. The agreement also allows for two-and-a-half times overtime pay and an increase in clothing allowances for officers, detectives, sergeants, and crime scene investigators. The Sedgwick County Emergency Communications Advisory Board met Tuesday and voted unanimously to begin an ex- external investigation investigation into what they are calling the Brook Hollow Incident. After a fire in October at Brook Hollow Apartments left 22-year-old Paoli Badeski dead, there has been an outcry from the fire union saying her death was preventable and due to 911 error. City and county officials agree to an external audit to decide their next steps and how to prevent such problems in the future. The war between Israel and Hamas continues following a week-long ceasefire. Fox's Greg Palcut reports from southern Israel on the latest operations by the Israel Defense Forces. It's been called some of the most intense airstrikes in ground combat
4: of the nearly two month war between Israel and Hamas. The terrorists targeted on land, sea, and air. Remaining pockets of militants in the northern Gaza strip routed. Israeli troops charging into the group's southern hideouts. Israel reportedly putting numbers to his battle. Sources claiming of the 15,000 killed in Gaza, 5,000 are Hamas fighters. That still leaves a big civilian death toll, a surging humanitarian crisis. Hamas might be down, but it's not out. Rockets fired from Gaza as far north as Tel Aviv. Amid reports, Israel is considering flushing out Hamas tunnels with seawater. At risk,
1: hostages who might be hidden underground. During the seven-day pause in fighting, more than 100 hostages were, were released from Gaza. Dozens of individuals remain kidnapped by Hamas. A campaign fundraiser comment in Boston from President Biden may be making some Democrats wonder what if for
5: 2024. At a campaign fundraiser, the president is said to have told donors that if former President Trump was not in the race, quote, I'm not sure I'd be running. He also implored Democrats not to let Trump win. The remark comes within a week of several Democrats telling Reuters that there would be upheaval in the Democratic Party should President Biden not run for any reason. One Democrat lamented there's no plan B. Some have even said that Vice President Kamala Harris replacing Biden at the top of a ticket would not be automatic. Democrats do say as long as he's in, they will back him. Gernal Scott. Fox
1: News. KNSS News time now, 6.05, five minutes past six o'clock. Stephen Ten of in the morning, KNSS, 6.09, nine minutes past six o'clock. The Kansas Association of Counties is holding its annual meeting in Wichita this week. Sedgwick County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News some 500 officials from the state's 105 counties are in town.
6: It's kind of a good interacting of uh, what are the hot topics and how do you handle various things. I've looked through the agenda. It's pretty extensive. But anyway, we'll have 500 people from around the state walking around downtown for for this thing the next three days.
1: Meitschner commented during his weekly appearance on the Stephen Ted in the Morning Show on KNSS. The White House Tribal Nations Summit kicks off in the nation's capital.
7: President Joe Biden will address hundreds of attendees at the White House Tribal Nation Summit held at the Department of the Interior in Washington, D.C. The annual two-day event, the third hosted by the Biden administration, Reps for Secretary of the Interior Deb Holland, say she will join virtually after testing positive for COVID-19. In a statement, the White House explains leaders from across the administration will announce new actions and updates that will build on the progress that has already been made, create new opportunities for tribal consultation and input, and produce lasting changes that will impact the lives of tribal citizens for generations to come. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News.
1: Women's sports advocates and Democrats clashed at a congressional hearing over how proposed changes to Title IX Affect women's
8: sports. A congressional panel digging into the issue of transgender athletes in women's sports. Congresswoman Summer Lee, a Pennsylvania Democrat, suggested the concerns were based on prejudice.
9: It's disappointing to me that although the title of this hearing implies a much needed discussion, we're likely going to be forced to listen to transphobic bigotry. But Kim Russell, a former women's
8: college lacrosse coach, said the biological differences could ruin women's sports.
9: I will never apologize for for believing that women and girls should have the right to single-sex competition, a right for which women before me fought tirelessly.
8: In Washington, Mike Emanuel, Fox News. One major airline
1: is facing a lawsuit over accusations of a hidden camera on board flights. The
10: family of a 14-year-old girl is suing American Airlines. The lawsuit claims a flight attendant taped a cell phone to a toilet seat before their daughter went to use the restroom during a September flight from Charlotte, North Carolina to Boston. The girl says she noticed the phone because the flashlight was left on, adding the male flight attendant immediately went into the restroom after she finished. The girl's father later confronted the man, but there were no pictures on his phone. The suit alleged they were quickly deleted. Tom Graham, Fox News.
1: KNSS News Time Now, 6-12,
10: 12 minutes past 6 o'clock. Right now in Wichita, well, the traffic
3: volumes are still fairly light. The traffic conditions are looking fairly good out there. Really not seeing uh, too many problems on the roadways at the moment. We did take a quick look at the gasoline prices. And the gasoline prices still vary pretty wildly at the upper end, two ninety nine dollars a gallon. And that's actually a fairly common price out there. But at the low end, quite a bit less, two fifty three dollars a gallon. I spotted that. Near 119th West and Central. Traffic update from 98.7 and
1: 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan.
0: Good morning. With a clear sky in Wichita, temperatures fell near the freezing mark overnight. We are expecting a warm-up today with a high temperature of 58 this afternoon and a gusty south wind. It'll be clear and not as cold tonight. Jello 43, sunny and breezy on Thursday with a high 65. I'm KMSS, meteorologist and holiday.
1: Now clear and a cool 29 degrees. We have a south wind at 7 miles per hour. Steve, is ten in the morning here on Wednesday, December 6, 2023. A uh, sunny day across central Kansas Tuesday, which a high temperature was 51 degrees. Normal high for the date 49. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hi there. On this date in 1950, Wichita recorded its earliest sub-zero temperature for the winter season when the mercury dropped to one below zero. When was that?
8: 1950.
1: Mm. Yeah, big weather event. On this date in 1865, the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution abolishing slavery was ratified as Georgia became the 27th state to endorse it. That was in 1865. NCAA President Charlie Baker is asking members to make one of the most dramatic shifts in the history of college sports by allowing highly resourced schools to pay some of their athletes. In a letter sent to more than 350 Division I schools Tuesday, Baker said he wants the association to create a new tier of NCAA Division I sports sports. Where schools would be required to offer at least half their athletes a payment of at least thirty thousand dollars per year through a trust fund. Maker also proposed allowing all Division I schools to offer unlimited educational benefits and to enter into name, image, and likeness licensing deals with athletes. There you go. Those uh, you know, the, the, the athletes are supposedly. Pursuing excellence or whatever, but, but they're toiling for the schools out there. Schools are making money, right? Mm-hmm.
11: And now the athletes are starting now to make money. Now the
1: athletes money. are getting a piece of
11: the pie. Uh, how, does it, how does that work, Ted? Is it, is well, it gonna, that's just, what this whole thing is trying to figure out. It doesn't any, really work. It's okay. kind of the wild, wild west right now. Is it? You can kind do anything like, you want. Yeah. I think this is an attempt to start to try, try to, get, to regulate that and get it make on. things yeah. a little more equitable, although they'll never be equitable. No, they won't. Vice President Kamala Harris has broken a
1: Senate record that stood for nearly two centuries. Oh! Tuesday, Harris cast a tie-breaking vote for the 32nd time in her term. The previous record of 31 tie-breaking votes was set by John C. Calhoun, who served as vice president under John Quincy Adams from 1825 to 1832. With the Senate split 50-50 between Republicans and Democrats, Harris has frequently been needed to Cast the deciding 101st vote. That's the way it works. That's what you have when you have a 50-50 Senate. Mm-hmm. To mark the occasion, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer presented Harris with a golden gavel.
11: Yeah.
1: The deciding vote 101. How oh, 101?
11: No, 32. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah, it's that's right. That's, that's what happens when you're split 50-50 in a democracy like we And you know exactly how every one of those... A hundred people is going to vote. Yeah. They all follow the and party line. All the party line.
1: They all do it the same way every time. It's just, the party line is much more important than, than, actually uh, than actually what's best for the nation. Best for the nation.
11: It's That's better. that's the bottom line on this thing. The party, the party, the party. Of course, when they cast their vote, I'm sure most of them think this is what's best for the well, nation. Yeah, sure. We know what's best,
1: right? You and I know what's best. All right.
11: 617. But yet, half of the people seem to disagree on what's best and what's not. Yeah. So that's why we end up in this mess. <laughs> All right. It's uh, 617. Steve and Ted here on KNSS.
1: Time for Lead Sports here on this Wednesday morning with Ted Woodward.
11: Basketball. Yeah. What a game in Manhattan last night. Yeah. An instant classic, I guess, unless you're a Villanova fan. Kansas State hosting Villanova up in Manhattan for the third straight game. K State goes to overtime. That hasn't happened in 60 years. K-State and Villanova played a good one. It was close, and it came right down to the very end. The Cats, in fact, were trailing with seconds winding down. You heard the game last night on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Eight seconds to shoot. He's
8: going to drive. A step
6: back three for the lead.
11: K-State holds on to win it by that score. Big crowd of 10,000-plus on hand at Bramlage Coliseum last night. K-State gets its first win ever in the fourth annual Big 12 Big East battle. Good stuff. After the game, play-by-play voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson spoke with head coach Jerome Tang.
8: Congratulations, man. What a great win. Thank that was you. a big-time win.
11: Big-time win.
4: Big-time atmosphere. Uh, thank you to the students who... Um, they weren't offended by my challenge. You know, they embraced it, and that's just the kind of people we have here at K-State. And to our fans, uh, season ticket holders who also embraced it and uh, took care of business, we don't win this game without them.
11: Yeah, everybody showed up for a big crowd in Bramlage last night. It's K-State beat Villanova by one point in overtime. You should not fear when Kansas State goes into overtime under Coach Tang. Wildcats are now 9-0 and in overtime games under Coach Tang. That thing done in the extra five minutes. Nice win for the Wildcats. Kansas State is now seven and two on the season. We had men's basketball action in Lawrence last night. The number two ranked team in the nation, Kansas, taking on the Ruse of Kansas City. Uh, this was a single digit game with under four minutes to go. So KU, but KU did go on a 10-0 run very late in the game. So the final score not quite as close as it seemed. Kansas beat the Ruse 88-69. Kevin McCullough Jr. had a career-high 25 points for the Jayhawks, who have never lost to the Ruse. KU improves to 8-1 on the season. College volleyball. We have the quarterfinals of the NIVC tournament, the Great Eight, and it's in Wichita tonight. Shocker volleyball team hosting Drake. That'll be a 6-30 start at Coke Arena tonight. It's their first meeting in seven years since the Shockers left the Missouri Valley Conference. Join the American Conference. Uh, Drake narrowly missed getting into the NCAA tournament as an at-large team. A couple of good teams tonight. Drake and the Shockers, volleyball action, 6.30 this evening at Coke Arena in the quarterfinals of the NIVC. Juco men's basketball tonight, 17th-ranked Butler Community College on the road at Garden City. Dennis Higgins will have live coverage of Butler basketball at 7.15 tonight. That's over on KFH. Butler is... With a record of eight and two on the season, ranked 17th in the nation. Major League Baseball: The Kansas City Royals had the second worst record in the major leagues last year. Did they get the number two draft pick next summer? No. The draft lottery puts the Royals at the number six pick. Second straight year, the Royals have kind of been screwed in the baseball draft lottery. Last year, they dropped three spots lower than they perhaps should. This year, they dropped four spots lower than they should, and even worse. Two teams in their own division that finished better than them get draft picks higher than them: the Cleveland Guardians and the Chicago White Sox. Oh boy! No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, pro basketball in the NBA: the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. The Milwaukee Bucks win at home, beat the New York Knicks, one hundred forty-six to one hundred twenty-two. Of course, the head coach of the Bucks, in his rookie year as head coach, is Wichita's Adrian Griffin. Five and zero in the tournament are the Bucks. They've won nine straight home games They're in the number two spot wow. in the Eastern Conference. Coach Griffin doing a great job in his sure rookie is. campaign with the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> and seventy years ago on this day, Walt Angle passed away in Wichita at the age of sixty-three. Who is Walt Angle? Why is he important? Don't know. Oh, well, he's a guy that uh, got into real estate here in Wichita, and he developed something called the Westlink Golf Course in 1928. He owned and operated Westlink for 20 years. And then uh, they kind of upgraded it and he and a bunch of others turned it into Rolling, Rolling Hills. Hills Country Club yeah. in the late 40s after the war. And it became a very historic golf course. Of course when he of course when he puts that course out there in the late 20s, that was outside the city limits. Way that out. was way out west. That oh, yeah. was by Maple and Mays Road. Yeah. Way out in the middle of nowhere. Well, I know where it is. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Rolling Hills so it's a Historic golf course in Wichita has been around nearly a century now. Walt Angle is the guy that developed all that and made that possible. He passed away 70 years ago on this day at the age of 63. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: Growing up out there, I had several buddies who were members of the Mm -hmm. country club. We were not. We didn't play golf at our house, and we couldn't afford it. But uh, we did have a summer job that was really interesting. They brought in loads of sand for the sand traps, and they needed it spread out, so they hired about uh, 12 of us. For a one-day job, and I'll tell you what—that's not—that's tough work. You know that course, yeah. one from the sand trap—that's nope. the only thing I know about it. <laughs> anyway, beautiful place out there. Yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right, Stephen Ted, it's uh, six twenty-two now. I keep it here for Doctor Sanjay Gupta this morning. Can you harness your anger? <clears throat> what do you think? Can you, Ted? Yeah, Ted. Ted. No. He's 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 annoyed with me. He's left the room. Can you harness your anger? That's right, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Coming up, Steve at Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Good morning, Steve Back Ted Woodward, 630 here on this Wednesday morning and a frosty 29 degrees. A man was shot at a motel in West Wichita Tuesday evening. This was in the 8900 block of West Kellogg. Police found a man in his early 20s with a gunshot wound to his leg. He was hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries. Police say the victim knows the man who shot him. The alleged suspect is not identified. The Wichita City Council has approved
2: the purchase of five new fire engines and the equipment for each of them. The city will order the new apparatus as soon as possible, but the delivery will take around two years. The fire department is currently waiting for the arrival of trucks from a past purchase, and those are expected early next year. The new engines will cost the city $5.69 million and the equipment to outfit them an additional $358,000. Wichita police will receive new body-worn cameras, tasers, and other equipment as part of a new 10-year contract with Axon. The agreement will cost the city nearly $2.7 million next year, around $2.4 million in 2025, with a 4% increase in the contract each year from 2026 through 2033 rodney price k n s s news
1: Century county commissioner David Dennis will not be running for reelection Dennis has represented district three since twenty sixteen Century county commissioner chair pete Meissner tells k n s s news
6: he's been talking about that privately and uh, i mean he he's very comfortable that that he's not going to run and feels that he's served and He's already retired from the Air Force. He was a colonel in the Air Force, and uh, he's had a nice career. So him and his wife Janet, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna enjoy the the, the retirement life.
1: Mychtyg commented during his weekly appearance on the Steve and Ted in the Morning Show on KNSS.
11: FBI Director Christopher Ray is warning that the terror threat against the United States is at an unseen level. Fox's Marianne Rafferty with more.
9: FBI Director Christopher Ray telling lawmakers that he's never seen a time with so many threats elevated at once, waving a big red flag about the likelihood of attacks on the homeland. Now, Ray's renewed warning comes just weeks after he told Congress that the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States is at a, quote, whole other level. He again pointed to the escalating conflict between Israel and Hamas as well as ramped up attacks by Iran and its proxies as two major reasons for that heightened alert. Ray added that consequences are key for deterrence.
11: Ray says Hamas's October 7th attack in Israel sparked calls for attacks on the United States. The owners of a Colorado funeral
1: home accused of mishandling remains made their first appearance before a judge Tuesday
12: John and Carrie Hallford stand accused of abusing corpses, stealing, money laundering, and forging documents as part of a total of 260 criminal charges against them. Relatives who knew or feared their loved ones were among the 190 abandoned bodies found decomposing at the Return to Nature Funeral Home attended Tuesday's hearing. The Colorado Springs-based funeral home known for ecologically friendly services is where investigators in October discovered stacked bodies, some dead since 2019, with families believing their loved ones had been cremated. The Halfords were arrested in Oklahoma last month after allegedly fleeing Colorado to avoid prosecution. The EPA announced Monday that the return to nature funeral home will be demolished next month. Matt Napolitano, Fox News.
1: A six-year-old Portland, Oregon boy was mauled by dogs while getting ready for school.
12: Police called to the horrifying scene Tuesday morning
13: and were greeted at the door by a woman soaked in blood. The woman, a friend of the boy's grandmother, told police her large Great Dane Mistiff mixes jumped on the boy after he followed her into the garage. He was pronounced dead at the scene. The woman was hospitalized with minor injuries. Police say the boy had been dropped off by his grandmother at the woman's home to be taken to
0: school. Chris DeMayo, Fox News.
1: Now a look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan.
0: Good morning with a clear sky, chilly here in Wichita this morning. It is going to be sunny and breezy throughout today. A ridge of high pressure building in will bring us sunshine with a high 58 this afternoon. Clear tonight, tarlow 43, sunny, breezy through much of Thursday with a high 65. I'm KNSS, meteorologist Ann Holiday.
1: And now we've got a clear sky, 29 degrees and a south wind at 7 miles per hour. Stephen, 10 of the morning here on December 6, 2023. This is Stephen Ted, show number 6,562. We've been uh, doing a show together since uh, January of 1998. Wasn't it January 1998? I believe it was January 1998. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 6,562 shows. December 6th, on this date in 1923, a presidential address was broadcast on radio for the first time as Calvin Coolidge spoke to a joint session of Congress. 1923, Silent Cal. On the airwaves. Wonder if he started with any uh, anecdotes or jokes before he went into. Sure, he did not. <laughs> From what I've heard of Calvin Coolidge, no, probably not. More than 40% of American adults are considered obese, yet, the medications many take are rarely tested in bigger bodies. That's because they are not required to be included in drug studies, and often they're explicitly excluded. Many prescription drugs and over-the-counter medications work differently at higher weights, so dosing may be wrong. Drugs can include medicines that treat serious infections, schizophrenia, and even common painkillers. Researchers want regulators and drug makers to study how new and existing drugs interact with obesity and update medication labels. We have a problem with obesity in this country. 637 Stephen Ted. By the way, Sally and I went... My wife and I went to shopping last night. Yes. And a little bit of Christmas shopping. I'll tell you, I'll tell you about that coming up here in a few minutes with Steve and Ted. The uh, registered nurses uh, are going to be picketing. In fact, they're going to start at 7 o'clock this morning here in Wichita at the two uh, Ascension hospitals in Kansas, St. Francis and uh, St. Joseph here in Wichita. And of course, they're uh, striking. The nurses, uh, uh, they've had some grievances and they haven't been met, apparently, by to their satisfaction, so they're... They're going to be on the picket line from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., and they're going to have a rally at 9 a.m. Uh, this morning, and they have a back to work rally on December 7th and return to work delegation on December 10th. They can't, as we understand, can't go. The strikers can't go back to work until the replacements have had four days of work. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. So, if you see uh, the RNs out there on the picket line today, that's what it's all about. Uh, a lot of problems in the in the medical field right now. Of course, a lot of it got on from like COVID, and we had people. We lost a lot of people who left nursing, and mm-hmm. and, and uh, trying to get some more folks in there all the time. All right, Ted. Uh, let's see what we got coming about an hour from now. We'll talk with uh, Tom Hine, Kansas Department of Transportation, and he's we don't have him too many more times here. I think he's going to retire. What the end of the year? Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think I knew. Did you? Uh, maybe you weren't here that day. He told us he was going to retire. Hmm. Yeah, he's going to retire uh, from several years, a number of years at KDOT, obviously. This after uh, Friday afternoon, I'm going to go to Taco Bell, 21st and Ridge, out in the west side of Wichita. This will be in the 5 o'clock hour, and we have $98 in cash, which I will give to some lucky person just driving through. It's uh, it's at random, uh, but it's a fun way to, to spend the holidays with a little extra spending money from Taco Bell and KNSS. 98 bucks. that's on Friday afternoon again. 21st and Ridge. Very good. New movie coming in at uh, Wonka at the Boulevard in town west. And we will tell you later on this morning how you can get a couple of tickets to go to the movies. This is Thursday, December 14th at 7 p.m. Just one showing. We've got t- tickets for that. We're going to be telling you how to win that here later on this morning. Sounds good. 639, Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Time for the KNSS Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well good morning, Steve and
14: Ted. Yesterday the Cattle Complex enjoyed a turnaround Tuesday to the upside and closed with triple digit gains. Now most contracts recovered their losses from Monday. Once again trading was mostly on the technical side and there were a couple thousand head of cattle traded in Kansas yesterday at $170 to $171. Box beef prices continued to slide lower and lean hogs traded lower and closed negative with several contracts having triple digit losses. On the close feb live cattle were $1. 90 higher at 168.97, January feeders $4.17 higher at 214.70 and feb lean hogs down a dollar 45 at 69.35. Well, Tuesday the Kansas City wheat had its highest trade since November 8th and Chicago wheat the highest since September 7th. China bought U.S. soft red winter wheat for the second straight day yesterday and soybeans had its lowest trade since October 13th but closed slightly positive. Crude oil and heating oil yesterday had their lowest trades since mid-July. At the moment, we have a lot of upside. March Kansas City wheat six cents higher at six sixty-eight and three quarters. March corn up two pennies at four ninety-two and a half. January beans five and three quarter cents higher at thirteen eleven and one quarter. January crude oil down sixty-two cents at seventy-one dollars seventy cents. February gold up five dollars and ninety cents at two thousand forty-two twenty. December S and P seven and three quarter points higher at four thousand five hundred eighty-three. December dollar index unchanged at one hundred four dollars and four cents. In December. Jones futures 36 points higher at 36225 For commodity trading, ag marketing, or managed trading programs, contact Love for Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM.
1: Tom, my dear wife and I were out uh, doing some errands last night, and uh, we would have to say yes, Christmas shopping. Picked up a couple of items. And uh, have you begun your, uh, I guess you don't Christmas shop. You let the wife do all of it, don't you? That's exactly right. You know, it's, it's got to be done right and corrective. So, yeah. you know, I stay out of it. When you come over with the big with that big fat wallet of yours, though, and open it up, and all the moths fly <laughs> out, and then you, you grab a couple of fifties, and that's that's Christmas, right? That's kind I'm, of the way it works. I'm, I'm envisioning this. I'm sure that's not the way it works.
10: Uh, <laughs> hey, it sounded good.
1: Sounds good. I imagine you're quite a giving person. I bet you you like to give more than receive. I bet you, when it's time to pay your income taxes, you're singing singing all the way to the bank right
14: oh yeah i'm disappointed every time they're not asking for more
1: oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see what we can do about that for you
14: <laughs> you know that kind of statement can get you put in the nut I house know, yeah, really, yeah. This
1: makes people think you've, you've lost it there all right thank <laughs> you sir 642 steve and Ted. coming up we got don grant cfp the money tracker buy borrow die
11: oh my Sounds like the ghost of Christmas There's future. There this
1: sounds gonna Sounds cheery, doesn't it? Don Grant coming up. Stephen Ten in the morning on KNSS. Stephen Ten in the morning, KNSS. Six forty-seven here on this Wednesday morning. Three big things. <coughs> Special Advisory Board approves external audit of nine-one-one procedures after fatal apartment fire in East Wichita. Wichita City Council approves billions for. Millions, that is, for police raises and bonuses. Four Republican presidential hopefuls debate tonight in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Donald Trump will not be on stage. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS.
3: Traffic volumes picking up, still not seeing any uh, major issues out there on the roadways just yet. One minor one, stalled out vehicle eastbound K96, and that is pretty close to the ramp from Rock Road. You want to watch out for a slowdown there. It usually gets pretty heavy this about this time every morning. Traffic on KNSS is brought to you by Joe DeBrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire. Now they've got two convenient locations, downtown at Market and a Waterman and at 47th Street South and Broadway in the former Kmart building there. You can see it all at carlstire.com. Carl's Goodyear, your home for
1: complete car care. Sunny today with a high of 58 degrees. Clear tonight, the overnight low 43. Thursday, sunny, breezy, and warmer with a high of 66 degrees. Now a clear sky, 29 degrees, a south wind at 7 miles per hour. You know what makes a great gift? Anything from the Monarch. Shop local for your whiskey lover with gift cards, apparel, and glassware. The Monarch. West Douglas in historic Delano. Here's another indication of the health of the job market.
13: Workers have apparently quit winning at the rate they did in the past few years, according to the latest data from the Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, or JOLTS, which found job openings plunged to their lowest level since March of 2021. In October, there were 8.733 million job openings, falling short of the roughly 9.3 million expected. Openings decreased in health care and social assistance, finance and insurance, and real estate and rental and leasing. Openings increased in information, and the services sector expanded for an 11th straight month. Lillian Wu, Fox News.
1: Wall Street's keeping an eye on those jobs.
13: The major averages closing mixed as investors remain cautious before Friday's jobs report for November. The data could set the tone for next week's Fed meeting. And the price of Bitcoin climbing above $43,000. Shares of CVS rose over 3% after the pharmacy chain provided higher-than-expected revenue guidance for next year and announced a revamp of its prescription drug pricing model. Apple stock popping 2%, closing with a market capitalization above $3 trillion for the first time since August. The Dow winner Apple, Microsoft, and United Health Group. The Dow decliners: Goldman Sachs, American Express, and Procter and Gamble. The Dow falling 80 points. The Nasdaq up 44. SP and P 500 down three. Hillary Barsky, Fox News.
1: Buy, borrow, die. <laughs> Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker with us this morning. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Steve and Ted. Investing allows for you to build wealth.
15: Paying taxes on investment gain takes a huge chunk from what you can keep. Many wealthy investors have learned to minimize their tax liability and conserve a bit more of their wealth. Back in the 90s, American tax law professor at USC, Ed McCaffrey, recognized that the wealthy were doing, and and he recognized what they were doing, and he coined a strategy called buy, borrow, die. McCaffrey's observations, uh, uh, he, he more than more than two decades ago, it has recently reemerged. Several media have used IRS data to show how the rich pay far less in income taxes than working class Americans. We often assume that wealthy uh, they deploy teams of experienced tax attorneys and they're looking to find loopholes in the tax system that allow them to stop start paying what they what they should have. Uh, McCaffrey believes that it's much more simple than that. And here's how it works, or he says it works. They buy, they borrow, then they die. And here's how it works. Buy uh, uh, an asset that appreciates in value without producing active income. Art, stocks, rare cars, wine, and certain types of real estate. Borrow. That would be against that asset. Use it as collateral for loans. Leveraging allows you to essentially... Uh, monetize the asset without selling it. The borrowed money is what you live off of. Die. Under current tax law, you can avoid paying any capital gains by passing it on to a spouse or kids. It will be stepped up in value, allowing heirs to immediately sell the asset and pay no capital gains. While you're alive, assets that are not sold, not producing income, aren't taxed no matter how much they increase in value. The money that you borrow isn't taxed either, and whatever interest you pay typically is less than the income or the capital gains tax rate. In some cases, you may be able to write off the interest against the passive income received from that asset. Real estate is often used as an underlying asset. Advantages are that it can produce income. But that's taxable. However, it can cover the interest you'll pay. Work with your tax specialists before investing in anything like this, or trying to pull off something like this yourself. You want to make sure that you're doing it correctly, so you don't end up paying more taxes than you should. And of course, if you have any questions, give me a call over at Saber Wealth. The number is two six seven,
1: zero six hundred. How you doing with your uh, your illness, Eric? My illness
15: minute. is is it, it's just hanging there yeah the weirdest weirdest thing lingering yeah a little 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 sinus pressure and then uh obviously affecting my voice but uh other than that i don't i I don't have any lack of energy or anything it seems like i'm you're here plugging along we appreciate your effort well i appreciate you having me
1: today is saint nicholas day ah recognizing the third century saint who became an inspiration for modern day santa claus wow Saint Nicholas is known for selling all his possessions, and giving his money to the poor. Raised as a devout Christian, Saint Nicholas dedicated his whole life to serving the sick and suffering. So there's a good role model for mm-hmm. you, Saint but, Nick. But he
15: wasn't a big, fat, robust Coca-Cola looking kind of Santa, was he? He was. A I'll bet he wasn't skinny.
1: Probably had a beard. Guy carrying a cane. Yeah, probably kind of a ratty beard. And, yeah. Yeah.
15: He didn't live at the North Pole either, did he?
1: He probably didn't have a red he didn't turkey. He was in he Turkey. Lived in Turkey, yeah. The bishop yeah. of Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They don't have red suits in Turkey either, so <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, the the bishops wear red. Th- That's true. Over the years, we've kind of built up the legend there. Yeah. Santa Claus. Uh, good old Saint Nick. All right, guys. Saint Nicholas Day. Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS. Coming up, seven o'clock. Top of the hour news with Stephen Ted. We're going to cover the story of the Republican presidential debate tonight, and uh, also we've had the report of a. A fatal shooting in South Wichita this morning. That's on, on the way with Stephen Ted here on KNSS.
3: Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Sabre Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or
1: Kestra AS.
0: 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk.
1: Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Republican presidential
2: debate tonight.
1: We have the story.
2: I'm Rodney Price. The Wichita City Council approved bonuses and a pay raise for police officers. That story is coming up. Advisory board calls for external investigation in fatal
0: apartment fire. I'm Ted Woodward. With those details just ahead. I'm KMSS, meteorologist and holiday. Mostly clear and very cool this morning with dry weather continuing throughout the rest of the work week. Our complete forecast for the drive to work that's coming up here in just a few minutes.
1: One person is dead after a shooting in South Wichita. This match says the shooting occurred at South Hydraulic and MacArthur Road just after 2 a.m. Police say no arrests have been made and there is no threat to the public. The shrinking field of Republican presidential hopefuls is preparing to gather on a debate stage for the fourth time this year. The debate at the University of Alabama will be their last meeting before the Iowa caucuses kick off the presidential nominating season next month. Four candidates will be on stage, but frontrunner Donald Trump will not be among them. The former president has skipped all the debates to avoid giving his trailing rivals more attention.
11: In an effort to retain and recruit police officers, the city of Wichita recently reopened the current Fraternal Order of Police contract. Yesterday, the city council approved bonuses and a pay raise.
2: All certified members of the FOP bargaining unit and supervisory non-representative police positions will receive a one-time $5,000 bonus. Beginning next year, certain classifications within the department will receive a 13.27% salary increase. Wichita FOP President David Inklar thanked the city and council for the work and said addressing the remainder of items from the Jensen Hughes report was important to the FOP.
3: Our goal is not to only resolve these matters, but only take significant strides towards becoming the highest paid police department in the state of Kansas and the premier law enforcement agency
2: within the region. In addition, the amended agreement for next year allows for changes in administrative investigations and grievance procedures. Rodney Price, KNSS News. And the bonuses will cost the city an extra $3.4 million
11: this year. Salary increases next year will cost another $6.5 million. The agreement also allows for two and a half times overtime pay and an increase in clothing allowances for officers, detectives, sergeants, and crime scene investigators.
1: The Sedgwick County Emergency Communications Advisory Board met Tuesday and voted unanimously to begin an external investigation into what they are calling the Brook Hollow Incident. After a fire in October at Brook Hollow Apartments left 22-year-old Paoli Badeski dead, there have been uh, an outcry from the fire union saying uh, her death was preventable and due to 911 error. City and county officials agree to an external audit to decide their next steps and how to prevent such problems in the future. The
11: war between Israel and Hamas continues following a week-long ceasefire. Fox's Greg Palcott reports from southern Israel on the latest operations by the Israel Defense Forces.
4: It's being called some of the most intense airstrikes in ground combat of the nearly two-month war between Israel and Hamas. The terrorists targeted on land, sea, and air. Remaining pockets of militants in the northern Gaza Strip routed. Israeli troops charging into the group's southern hideout. Israel reportedly putting numbers to its battle. Sources claiming of the 15,000 killed in Gaza, 5,000 are Hamas fighters. That still leaves a big civilian death toll, a surging humanitarian crisis. Hamas might be down, but it's not out. Rockets fired from Gaza as far north as Tel Aviv. Amid reports, Israel is considering flushing out Hamas tunnels with seawater. At risk, hostages who might be hidden underground.
11: During the week-long pause in fighting, more than 100 hostages were released from Gaza. Dozens of individuals, though, remain kidnapped by Hamas.
1: A campaign fundraiser comment in Boston from President Biden may be making some Democrats wonder, what if for 2024?
5: At a campaign fundraiser, the president is said to have told donors that if former President Trump was not in the race, quote, I'm not sure I'd be running. He also implored Democrats not to let Trump win. The remark comes within a week of several Democrats telling Reuters that there would be upheaval in the Democratic Party should President Biden not run for any reason. One Democrat lamented there's no plan B. Some have even said that Vice President Kamala Harris replacing Biden at the top of a ticket would not be automatic. Democrats do say as long as he's in, they will back him. Gernal Scott,
11: Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 8.05 Five minutes past eight o'clock. Got some breaking news about the Kansas State football coaching staff, and we'll have that in sports coming up in just a few minutes.
1: The White House Tribal Nations Summit kicks off in the nation's capital. That
11: story just ahead
1: on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted, now 809. Nine minutes past eight o'clock. The Kansas Association of Counties is holding its annual meeting in Wichita this week. Sedgwick County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News some 500 officials from the state's 105 counties are in town.
6: It's kind of a good interacting of uh, what are the hot topics and how do you handle various things. I've looked through the agenda. It's pretty extensive. And, but anyway, we'll have 500 people from around the state walking around downtown for for this thing in the next three days.
1: Meitzner commented during his weekly appearance on the Steve and Ted of the Morning Show on
11: KNSS. The White House Tribal Nations Summit kicks off in the nation's capital.
7: President Joe Biden will address hundreds of attendees at the White House Tribal Nations Summit held at the Department of the Interior in Washington, D.C. The annual two-day event, the third hosted by the Biden administration, reps for Secretary of the Interior, Deb Holland, say she will join virtually after testing positive for COVID-19. In a statement, the White House explains leaders from across the administration will announce new actions and updates that will build on the progress that has already been made, create new opportunities for tribal consultation and input, and produce lasting changes that will impact the lives of tribal citizens for generations to come. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News.
1: Women's sports advocates and Democrats clashed at a congressional hearing over how proposed changes to Title
8: IX would affect women's sports. A congressional panel digging into the issue of transgender athletes in women's sports. Congresswoman Summer Lee, a Pennsylvania Democrat, suggested the concerns were based on prejudice.
9: It's disappointing to me that although the title of this hearing implies a much-needed discussion, we're likely going to be forced to listen to transphobic bigotry. But Kim Russell, a former women's college
8: lacrosse coach, said the biological differences could ruin women's sports.
9: I will never apologize for for believing that women and girls should have the right to single-sex competition, a right for which women before me fought tirelessly.
8: In Washington, Mike Emanuel, Fox News. One major
10: airline facing a lawsuit over accusations of a hidden camera on board flights. The family of a 14-year-old girl is suing American Airlines. The lawsuit claims a flight attendant taped a cell phone to a toilet seat before their daughter went to use the restroom during a September flight from Charlotte, North Carolina, to Boston. The girl says she noticed the phone because the flashlight was left on, adding the male flight attendant immediately went into the restroom after she finished. The girl's father later confronted the man, but there were no pictures on his phone. The suit alleged they were quickly deleted.
1: Tom Graham,
10: Fox News.
1: BNS News Time now, 8-12, 12 12 minutes past 8 o'clock. Right now in traffic, uh, continue to watch out around 45th
3: Street North and Hillside. Uh, the report there, we've got a uh, traffic accident, so uh, definitely watch out there. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers.
1: And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist. Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan.
0: Good morning. With a clear sky in Wichita, temperatures fell near the freezing mark overnight. We are expecting a warm up today with a high temperature of 58 this afternoon and a gusty south wind. It'll be clear and not as cold tonight. Cello 43. Sunny and breezy on Thursday with a high 65. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday.
1: Now a few clouds, 31 degrees. We have a south wind at 8 miles per hour. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And we have the fourth GOP debate tonight in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Who's in? Who's out? What is there to know? Well, we have Fox News Radio's Evan Brown with us this morning. Good morning, Evan. Good morning. We're on the stage of Tuscaloosa in uh, the University of Alabama, and we're down to four. We've wintered it down to four, which should be a little more manageable, I would think, for a, a debate like this. Well, you would hope.
13: But <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Uh, yeah, so four people. That would be um, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, and Ron DeSantis. And, of course, the front runner is choosing not to debate again, and that would be former President Donald Trump. Well, who's— uh, four, Yeah, four people on stage. We hope that means they would have more time to make deep-dive policy arguments and the like, but it's also a chance for things to go horribly devolved uh, and personal and nasty, as we saw the last time. So who knows— who knows, okay. really? But you'll get what you'll get, and it's about four weeks or so out now from the Iowa caucuses, so this is really probably the last chance these folks get to have, you know, uh, to be camera hogs uh, in this kind of sense uh, and, uh, and try to, to whip up support, especially in Iowa where they need people to turn out. Uh, Iowa caucuses are much different than primaries everywhere else in that you can't just fill out a ballot, show up, drop it off. You have to actually show up at a church basement or a uh, high school gymnasium uh, and be counted, physically counted, in in a pack with uh, for your candidates. And sometimes you can be convinced to join another candidate's pack and be counted for them instead. Uh, that's how these things work in the Iowa caucuses. So uh, turnout is key, and that's what this is about.
1: And the d- debates uh, started with the first
13: one. We had what.
1: 12, 14 people on stage. Was that, was that
13: what we had? Uh, I, I, it was something really large. We've had debates in the past where we've just, you know, there have been so many candidates they've had to do the, you know, the main stage and the undercard debate. Do you remember that a while <laughs> back? So, yeah, yeah. yeah, they had to do two separate debates. But, uh, yeah, I, I, we had a, a pretty wide field to begin with. I think it was, what, like seven or eight people or something. I can't remember how many at this point it feels so long ago. But uh, but now, uh, you know, four people, I think, is much more manageable, and we'll, we'll see how, how well-behaved they are. Looking at that number two position,
1: uh, who's coming on? Who's got the momentum going right now, you
13: think? Well, you know, Nikki Haley seems to be uh, considered this uh, up-and-coming front uh, or second runner, I should say. Uh, but remember, they're all fighting for second place, and that's not necessarily an insult. Uh, in the Iowa caucuses, it's not a huge delegate prize for the convention. But they do hand out the delegates proportionately to how people do in the caucuses. So second place, and sometimes even third place, can still yield a candidate, a delegate or two. Uh, and that's not a bad thing to get. It convinces donors to keep donating, and then you move on to New Hampshire and try again. Um, now, if the Donald Trump lead is 40%, 50 60%, like some of these polls say, then the, the second place prize becomes... Less, right? The chances of having two or three delegates is, is nil. You get maybe one if you're lucky. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but that is if that polling holds up. I suspect the polling – I suspect that Donald Trump is in the lead. I just don't quite – I'm not quite ready to say it's 40, 50, 60 percent. Um, we'll know better after the caucuses, of course, but a lot of these pollsters now are the same pollsters that were saying Ron DeSantis was going to lose his gubernatorial reelection by 20 percent. He won it by 20 percent. So they were 40 points off. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, yeah. it's, I've heard,
1: heard some talk today that maybe somebody's urging uh, Christie to drop out and get throw throw his, uh, throw his uh, support behind Haley.
13: What do you think? Well, he, he, he might. He might not. Uh, who knows? Uh, some of, sometimes you run for office to raise your profile and make some money. Oh. Uh, and uh, not that I'm saying that's what Chris Christie is doing, but, uh, you know, someone who hasn't been necessarily polling all that well through all this time still seems to have money to keep going. So I suspect he'll probably go through the Iowa caucuses and then maybe probably reassess where, where, where he's at. Eben, thanks for being with us. We
1: appreciate your information this morning. Fox News Radio's Eben Brown. Big debate, the 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 fourth one tonight in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It's eight seventeen now. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS and uh, on sports this morning. Ted is looking at uh, an exciting finish to a big game in the Manhattan last night. Kansas
11: State and Villanova going at it, right? Ted? Yeah, and we do have some breaking news on the Kansas State football front this morning. Texas A and M is going to hire Kansas offensive coordinator Colin Klein. As its offensive coordinator. And that's according to sources telling ESPN that Colin Klein, a former K State star quarterback, finished third in the Heisman Trophy voting 11 years ago. He's emerging as one of the nation's top young play callers. Colin Klein is 34 years old. Since the start of last football season, K State ranks in the top 20 in the nation in scoring, averaging 35 points a game. So reports indicate that Colin Klein. Is leaving K State as offensive coordinator and going to Texas A&M. So uh, just in the last couple of weeks, Kansas and Kansas State both losing their offensive coordinator to other school, other bigger schools. How about About that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. As you mentioned, uh, men's basketball action in Manhattan last night. Big game. Kansas State hosting Villanova. Nova visiting Manhattan for the first time ever in men's basketball action. This game was close. It was back and forth. A lot of lead changes. Very interesting game. In fact, Kansas State had the ball trailing late. You heard the call live on 97.5 and 1240 KFH.
8: To Cam Carter and now to Perry. 12 seconds to go. Cats down two. Here's Tyler with it right side. Eight seconds to shoot. He's going to drive. A step back three for the lead. Got it! He got it! K-State has the lead with three 72-71. Unbelievable how good he is. Late game scenarios. He's got 10.
11: And that would be the final score. Kansas State beats Villanova 72-71 in overtime. K-State's third straight overtime game. All of them wins. Last time that happened for K-State was 60 years ago. And I think Kansas State doesn't mind playing in overtime under Coach Jerome Tang. 9-0 oh, all-time in overtime for the Cats now under their head coach, Jerome Tang. After the game, the play-by-play voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson spoke with Coach Tang about the big crowd at the game. Congratulations, man. What a great win. Thank that was you. a big-time win. Big-time win. Big-time
4: atmosphere. Uh, thank you to the students who... Um, they weren't offended by my challenge. You know, they embraced it, and that's just the kind of people we have here at K-State and to our fans, uh, season ticket holders who also embraced it and uh, took care of business. We don't win this game without them.
11: Kansas State now 7-2 and two on the season. Big win. In, the, in Lawrence last night, the number two ranked team in the nation, Kansas, hosting Kansas City. This was a single-digit game with under four minutes to go, and KU did go on a late 10-0 run. Beat the Ruse 88-69. Kevin McCuller Jr. with a career-high 25 points for the Jayhawks, who are now 8-1 on the season. Juco men's basketball tonight, 17th-ranked Butler Community College on the road at Garden City. Dennis Higgins will have live coverage of Butler basketball at 7.15 tonight. That's over on ninety-seven five and 1240 KFH. College volleyball tonight is the quarterfinals. Of the NIVC Tournament, the Great Eight, Wichita State hosting Drake. A couple of very good teams. The Shockers have 23 wins on the season. Drake with 24. 6.30 this evening at Coke Arena. For the quarterfinals of the NIVC Tournament, Shocker Volleyball postseason tonight at Coke Arena. And, you know, yesterday we talked about K-State football and the game that got away 25 years ago. They were almost to the national championship game. Well, that was not so good memory for K-State football, but today we do have a good memory for K-State football. It was 20 years ago on this day, the Big 12 championship game at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. K-State taking on consensus number one, Oklahoma. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, it didn't look good. The Sooners came in. Some people were calling them the greatest team in college football history. They were undefeated, 12-0, and Led the nation scoring forty-eight points a game. Led the nation in defense, only allowing thirteen points a game. They had beaten Texas sixty-five to thirteen. They had beaten Texas A&M seventy-seven to nothing. And yet, what happened on that day? Kansas State beat that great Oklahoma team thirty-five to seven. <laughs> yeah, just completely stomped on Oklahoma that day, and it was a dominating win. Over a team that was number one in the polls for 16 consecutive weeks. How about that? One of the great K State football wins 20 years ago on this day when K State routed the number one undefeated team, Oklahoma, in the Big 12 championship game at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. There you go. That's sports with Stephen Ted.
1: And Ted, that uh, strike at the two hospitals in town is underway. It started at 7 o'clock this morning, it goes till 5 p.m. These are the uh, registered nurses at. Uh, Ascension via Christie St. Francis and St. Joseph in Wichita. A one day strike. They've been had some some demands that haven't been met. So for one day and started They're gonna have a uh, a rally at nine o'clock this morning as well. So the nurses out on strike today. Coming up we've got the Hannity morning minute, the FBI and blinking red lights. That's all the way you see the the morning on KNSS.
0: Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi-awarded radio show. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.
1: Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward. 31 degrees here on this Wednesday morning. A man was shot at a motel in West Wichita Tuesday evening in the 8900 block of West Kellogg. Police found a man in his early 20s with a gunshot wound to his leg. He was hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries. Police say the victim knows the man who shot him, and the alleged suspect has not been identified. The Wichita City Council has approved the purchase of five new fire engines and the equipment for each of them.
2: The city will order the new apparatus as soon as possible, but the delivery will take around two years. The fire department is currently waiting for the arrival of trucks from a past purchase, and those are expected early next year. The new engines will cost the city $5.69 million and the equipment to outfit them an additional $358,000. Wichita police will receive new body-worn cameras, tasers, and other equipment as part of a new 10-year contract with Axon. The agreement will cost the city nearly $2.7 million next year, around $2.4 million in 2025, with a 4% increase in the contract each year from 2026 through 2033. Rodney Price, KNSS News.
1: Sedgwick County Commissioner David Dennis will not be running for re-election. Dennis has represented District Three since 2016. Sedgwick County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News,
6: "He's been talking about that privately, and uh, I mean, he, he's very comfortable that that he's not going to run and feels that he's served and." He's already retired from the Air Force. He was a colonel in the Air Force and uh, he's had a nice career so him and his wife Janet, you know, they're they're going to they're going to enjoy the, the the retirement life.
1: Meitzner commented during his weekly appearance on the Stephen Ted in the Morning Show on KNSS.
11: FBI Director Christopher Ray is warning the terror threat against the United States is at an unseen level. Fox's Mary Ann Rafferty with more.
9: The FBI Director Christopher Wray telling lawmakers that he's never seen a time with so many threats elevated at once, waving a big red flag about the likelihood of attacks on the homeland. Now, Wray's renewed warning comes just weeks after he told Congress that the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States is at a, quote, whole other level. He again pointed to the escalating conflict between Israel and Hamas, as well as ramped up attacks by Iran and its proxies as two major reasons for that heightened alert. Ray added that consequences are key for deterrence.
1: And Ray says Hamas's October 7th attack in Israel sparked calls for attacks on the United States. The owners of a Colorado funeral home accused of mishandling remains made their first appearance before a judge Tuesday.
12: John and Carrie Hallford stand accused of abusing corpses, stealing, money laundering, and forging documents as part of a total of 260 criminal charges against them. Relatives who knew or feared their loved ones were among the 190 abandoned bodies found decomposing at the Return to Nature Funeral Home attended Tuesday's hearing. The Colorado Springs-based funeral home known for ecologically friendly services is where investigators in October discovered stacked bodies, some dead since 2019, with families believing their loved ones had been cremated. The Halfords were arrested in Oklahoma last month after allegedly fleeing Colorado to avoid prosecution. The EPA announced Monday that the return to nature funeral home will be demolished next month. Matt Napolitano, Fox News.
1: A six-year-old Portland, Oregon boy was mauled by dogs while getting ready for school.
13: Police called to the horrifying scene Tuesday morning and were greeted at the door by a woman soaked in blood. The woman, a friend of the boy's grandmother, told police her large Great Dane Mist of Mixes jumped on the boy after he followed her into the garage. He was pronounced dead at the scene. The woman was hospitalized with minor injuries. Police say the boy had been dropped off by his grandmother at the woman's home to be taken to school. Chris DeMayo, Fox News.
0: And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. With a clear sky, chilly here in Wichita this morning. It is going to be sunny and breezy throughout today. A ridge of high pressure building in will bring us sunshine with a high 58 this afternoon. Clear tonight, tallow 43. Sunny, breezy through much of Thursday with a high 65. I'm KNSS, meteorologist Ann Holiday.
1: Now a few clouds, 31 degrees, a south wind at 8 miles per hour. Steven's dead in the morning, KNSS 851 here on a Wednesday morning. Three big things. Three. Special Advisory Board approves external audit of 911 procedures after fatal apartment fire in East Wichita. Two. Wichita City Council approves millions for police raises and bonuses.
5: One.
1: Four Republican presidential hopefuls debate tonight in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Donald Trump will not be on stage. Three big things. Steve and Ted on KNSS. The gasoline prices here in the Wichita area this morning
3: Well, we're looking at $2.99 a gallon is a pretty common price in a lot of places, but we're also still looking at uh, quite a big range of gasoline prices out there, and I've seen much better out there, including uh, Kellogg and Mays, $2.53 a gallon, that same price at uh, Central and 119th West. Traffic update
1: from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Sunny today with a high of 58 degrees. Clear tonight, the overnight low, 43 sunny breezy and warmer tomorrow 66 for a high tomorrow now a few clouds 31 degrees a south wind at eight miles per hour you know what makes a great gift anything from the monarch shop local for your whiskey lover with gift cards apparel and glassware the monarch west douglas in historic delano said in the morning the stock market closed mixed yesterday this morning the uh, Dow is up uh, 77 points as we begin the trading day. S&P is up 16, and the NASDAQ is up almost 67 points.
11: In local business news from the Wichita Business Journal, the Kansas Turnpike Authority awarding contracts to Wichita-based Pearson Construction and Dondlinger Construction yesterday. It's a $7 million project awarded to Pearson Construction. That's for pavement resurfing on I-35 between mile markers 13 and 29, according to the KTA project expected to be done sometime between February 1st and November 1st. And Dondlinger Construction will demolish existing toll plazas along I-35. Toll plazas are the six between East Wichita and Emporia. That project, more than $4 million, should be done by November of 2025.
1: There is much work ahead for the continued restoration of the Orpheum Theater in Wichita. A state grant is set to play a key role in the next step of the process. In November, the Kansas Department of Commerce announced the historic downtown Wichita venue as one of 14 recipients across the state of an attraction development grant, part of a state program aimed at supporting tourist attractions. The Orpheum received roughly $67,000, and the theater's executive director, Rachel Banning, says it will be used to add HVAC and uh, units to the stage and the balcony. And that's business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal. Stephen, ten in the morning, and today is Saint Nicholas Day. Yes, and, it is. Yes, it is. Recognizing a third-century saint, an actual saint who became an inspiration for the modern-day Santa Claus, Saint Nicholas, known for selling all of his possessions and giving his money to the poor, uh, he raised. Uh, he was raised as a devout Christian. Saint Nicholas dedicated his whole life to serving the sick and the suffering. And why a was, saint? He was. Uh, he was in Turkey, is that right, Ted? Bishop of Turkey. Bishop yep. of Turkey. So that's uh, that's the story about St. Nicholas, and it's the Christmas time of the year, and we celebrate St. Nicholas Day today. All right, Steve and Ted in the morning. Uh, Ted, I guess we'll be back here tomorrow morning for a show number. Steve and Ted's show number 6,563. Yeah, let's plan on it. Glenn Beck coming up here in just a few minutes. He's going to talk about Hamas uh, hum, uh, brutality uh, toward the uh, females. Israeli soldiers. Some nasty stuff there. Top of the hour news this morning. Four Republican candidates for president debate tonight in Tuscaloosa. If you missed any of today's show or just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Last Show, and news updates all day. Steve at Hit in the Morning on ninety-eight seven and thirteen thirty KNSS Wichita.